0: When confronted with the truth of the gospel, the hearer can obey and repent or disobey and remain in sin. We may not think of it in these terms, but it always comes down to obeying God or rebelling. Faith in God, believing God, results in obedience. God calls the sinner to repent and trust in Him, heed His call, or rebel. Today on drawing near, we learn that repenting of sin and trusting in Jesus is the beginning of obedience. We are on a journey to maturity in Christ, learning what biblical love is, and loving is a critical part of our growth. I encourage you to take your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 as we learn about love one another fervently. As we prepare for our study today, Let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for your love for us, a love that reached out to fallen humanity, sinners, and offered them good news that although they are condemned in their sin, they can be pardoned, forgiven through faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross in bearing our sin and paying for our sin, and then being buried and resurrecting from the dead giving us victory over sin death and the grave father we're so grateful for this gospel message this good news and i pray father that everyone who listens has already embraced the truth of your gospel but if not that they will today father help us to always be faithful in love to you in love to others to share the gospel with those who will listen guide us in our study today it's in jesus name that we pray amen in 1 peter chapter 1 we've been learning about our salvation a salvation that produces a living hope that results in an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away a salvation that will appear when jesus christ returns for us it is jesus christ who being spotless and without blemish, was worthy to die on the cross and pay for our sin and be a sacrifice for our forgiveness. As we talk about this salvation, we learn some new and important things in verse 22. So, in verse 22, we read, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. We see here that our salvation results in our souls being purified. When Jesus hung on the cross as a sinless, spotless, without blemish sacrifice, he bore our sin, all of our sin, past, present, and future, so that before God our souls have been cleansed, made pure and holy before him. Now, if we will pause and reflect on this amazing truth, we will realize that in our desperate, sinful, condemned state, our righteousness were as filthy rags before God. The good things that we did, the good things that we thought, the good things that we said were filthiness before God. We were entirely and utterly without hope. And Jesus on the cross paid for our sin, and paid so completely for our sin that when we trust in him by faith, our souls are purified. The second thing we see in verse 22 is that in order for this salvation to take place, we must obey the truth through the Spirit. This obedience is not a salvation by works. This obedience is the obedient response to, To the gospel message. When through the Holy Spirit the gospel is proclaimed in our hearing, we have a responsibility to obey. But not everyone obeys. Some disobey and rebel. We need to understand that when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we are obediently responding to the call of God to repent of sin and follow Jesus. It's not an option. It's a command. And it's a command that if we disobey, if we reject the gospel, if we reject God's call to follow Jesus Christ, the result is our condemnation. In John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It goes on to say, He who believes on him is not condemned. But he who believes not is condemned already because he has not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. We must obey the gospel call, and when we do, our souls are purified. But this obedience of the gospel call is an act of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit brings the gospel to bear upon our hearts our conscience, convicting us of sin And compelling us, pleading with us to obey the gospel call. But having heeded the gospel call, having obeyed the call to repent of sin and follow Christ, that is not the end. We are to grow. We are on a journey to maturity. And we need to understand that. And we see in verse 22, we are told that having purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love, Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Our souls, having been purified of sin, makes room for love. Therefore, in sincere love for the brethren, in genuine love of the brethren, I think we all know that you can pretend at loving one another, or that you can behave in a loving manner, but not sincerely a loving manner. This idea here is to be sincere. Unhypocritical, genuine, that the love that they see flows from our heart. And so it says, insincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently. So our love, first of all, needs to be genuine. Second, it is to be visibly demonstrated. That's what is meant by love one another, behave in a loving manner toward one another, but do so fervently, intensely. We are to intensely love one another, not just love one another on the surface, not just casually love one another, not just be kind and friendly with one another. We are to be passionate. We are to be committed. We are to be all in when it comes to loving one another. And we are to do this with a pure heart. Our love for the brethren is to be genuine, it is to be intense, fervent, it is to flow from a pure heart. Now notice, our souls have been purified in obeying the truth of the gospel. With a pure heart, with that cleansed heart, we are to genuinely and fervently love the brethren, love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We do this in the realization that we are not the same as we were before our salvation. Verse 23 says, Having been born again, having been enlightened, having come to faith in Jesus Christ, having come out of our sin, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The Word of God is the incorruptible seed that penetrates our heart and brings about the new birth. We are saved through the Spirit and through the Word. That's what we see in verses 22 and then in 23. The Word of God lives and abides forever. The Word of God does not fade, the Word of God does not end. And the work of the Word of God lives and abides forever. In our hearts, we're told in verse 24 because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Man in his flesh is a vapor, he's like grass. It sprouts, it grows momentarily, it withers, and it dies. But the Word of God endures forever. So what's the point? It's the Word of God that we believe that brings about salvation in our life. We embrace the Word of God. We take it into our souls. And even though our flesh dies, the Word of God that endures forever sustains our soul. It births eternal life in us. This new birth that we have is not just a birth into this world, it's a new birth into the spiritual world, into eternity. And the last part of verse 25 says, Now this is the word, this eternal word, this enduring word, by which the gospel was preached to you. So the word is preached, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our need, we hear, we believe, we accept, we obey. We receive the new birth, our hearts are regenerated, we are free now to love purely, intensely, genuinely, with a pure heart, and we know that this salvation is going to be an enduring salvation, an eternal salvation, because the gospel, or the word that we believed, is eternal, and it abides in us. The word of God is living and abiding in us. Praise the Lord. Isn't all this marvelous in chapter 1? How rich is First Peter chapter 1 in truths regarding our salvation? And not just about our salvation, but our responsibilities as the saved ones, the holy ones in Christ. It's just amazing to see the richness of God's word. Oh, Holy Father, thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your word, your gospel message, the work of your Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives, convincing and convicting, drawing, teaching, maturing. Father, we thank you for your love, your love that not only creates and sustains life, but results in our salvation and our sanctification, and ultimately in eternity, our glorification. Oh, Father. You are wondrous. May we never cease to sing your praises. Guide us and direct us. Help us to live lives that glorify and honor you today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.